Happy Monday, everybody. Thank you so much for downloading or streaming the Be Our Guest podcast. Hope you had an outstanding weekend, but it's time to get this week started. And what a better way to do that than a trip report. And we're headed out to the West Coast today, Disneyland Resort. And how about this? We're speaking with listener Alex, and he's recording live from sitting right outside the Disneyland Hotel. That's right. He tilted his camera and I could see Trader Sam's. How cool is that? So uh, we have some ambient sounds in the background. So how about, it's just very cool that he took time out of his vacation to talk about his previous vacation earlier this year to the Disneyland Resort. He gives us some tips and highlights of staying at the Grand Californian Hotel for his family's first time staying on site at Disneyland. Uh, some great memories of getting on Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway out at Disneyland Resort for the, right after that attraction opened. He got to have some celebrity encounters as well. Bob Iger and also another big VIP and just some awesome tips that will make your next Disneyland vacation that much better. And I know a lot of us are headed out there in January, so you need to... Get a notebook ready to take these tips down because these are awesome tips. Don't forget today's show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. The agents are standing by right now to help you plan an amazing Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Liner Adventures by Disney Trip for no additional cost to you. Check out all the details over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a huge thank you to our patrons. You guys make all these shows possible. You can support the show as well for just $5 per month. That's like a coffee per month for all of these podcasts. And you'll get a bonus show with that as well every single week. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to support us, we'd love to have you this week. Come on over, patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2356 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Monday to you. As always, I hope you had a wonderful weekend and you're getting ready to attack another great week. We're going to make it great here. And today we have a fun trip report. And this is this is going to be a new one for me because we're going to talk about a fun trip report from the past while our guest is on his current trip. And we're recording live from that trip right in the middle and from one of my favorite places where I will be in January. And I love this place. We're recording with our friend, Lister Alex, sitting literally right now outside in the right right in the terrace there of the disneyland hotel alex thanks for coming on the show today how you doing thank you mike so much the whole crew this is an honor i was saying before the show started i've been listening to the podcast for years and now to be able to leave my mark and spread some happiness in disneyland is really amazing Oh my gosh, this is so cool because you took some time out of your trip. I believe you guys just arrived today for your current vacation, right? 
Yeah, we uh we got up around 4:30 a.m. Got to Anaheim about 9:30 a.m. Running on like two hours of sleep, but the magic is just fueling me up. I'm feeling great. Yeah, that first day is always that that you you're running on adrenaline, right? You're just excited to be there, everything. But man, you crash hard tonight. You'll crash hard. It'll be rough. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> We're gonna have like some Tostino's pizza, and I'm gonna just fall asleep. Oh It'll be amazing. Oh, Tostino's pizza, man. You're you're my kind of guy. We gotta we totally gotta hang out. I need to catch a plane. <laughs> out to Anaheim right now. I'm going to book one into, into uh, John Wayne or uh, Long Beach or something, and I'll be out there by midnight. No, Okay, so give us the lay of the land real quick of uh, Disneyland Hotel. How's the weather? How how are things out there? I mean, because you're the man on the on the scene right now. I'm, I'm missing my... I love Disneyland. I'm missing it. Well, I will be your live reporter. So it is a, a, a cool, crisp 79-degree oh. day. For an Oregonian, I am burning, but I love it. <laughs> We're living for this. The crowds, honestly, this is one of those weird, rare days where you wished you were there when you're watching a YouTube video because we just walked on the Pinocchio, we walked on the Pirates. What is going on? Very nice. Very nice. I love this. Okay, so let's jump into your background with Disney and the parks and just Disney fandom in general. So you mentioned you've been listening to the show for a while, so you're obviously longtime Disney fans. How to get started for you and how do you find yourself to right now sitting outside the Disneyland Hotel talking to us about a Disney vacation? Man, uh, that has to go back. So I'm 22. I just graduated college and I have been coming to the parks basically my whole life. Thank you to my parents and my mom. She's been like my ride buddy throughout all the years and has infused her love. She's like the Disney aficionado. I'm just like the Disney history nerd but she has it full-fledged. Um, we've been coming to the parks for quite some time now. Really, when it hit the uh, 60th anniversary at Disneyland, we were like, okay, this is going to be the place to be. And I spend far too much money than I should be to be here. But, I mean, you know, it's not therapy, but it kind of is therapy. Yeah, no, we get it. We all spend way too much money going to the parks, but it's our it's our enjoyment, right? I mean, some people spend it on RVs. Some people spend it on going to every ballpark around the United States to see baseball teams, concerts. You know, it's it's what brings you joy. And for us, I think it's, you know, seeing the Disney parks and going, like you say, I mean, we're going to talk about this trip here in just a few minutes. It's a certain celebrations. You know, there's certain landmarks we want to be a part of, certain time periods. We want, you know, the Millennium Celebration was really important to me. I'm a little bit older being down at Epcot, you know, at the turn of the, the millennium that I still remember that, you know, 23 years later. So I think it is, you know, we all have our thing and Disney's just our thing. It is. Yeah. It's, it's confusing you. I was a Disney store cast member before our store unfortunately closed, but you feel this special magic that I always like, are they really saying it's just magic? But it really is now being able just to continue that by talking to you today. It's so fun. That's cool. So what are what's your earliest um, recollection of, of a special memory at a Disney park? You're based out of Oregon. You said you're from Oregon. So have you always just gone down to Disneyland? Have you made the truck cross, cross the way to World or anything like that? Yeah, so we've been to Disneyland and Disney World. Haven't gone out to any of the international parks yet. Tokyo Disney Sea is like, that is our end I'd game. I'd love goal. to see that. <laughs> oh, gosh. The three new lands? Like, Mike, I what know. are they doing to us? <laughs> I, well, you know, they, they tease us right here stateside. Like, look at what we can do. But you, oh. you just get you just get YouTube videos of it here. <laughs> yeah. And they do it in four and like in Tokyo, which is amazing. Um, But to answer your question, I think 
my earliest recollection would be I was I must have been about eight years old walking down Main Street in Florida. I just learned that the Main Street buildings are forced perspective. The second and third stories are a bit smaller than the actual first to make the castle larger. Blew my mind. I didn't know that was a possibility. So I got all into imagineering the history of Walt Disney, the company, uh, meeting legends like Bob Gurr, Marty Sklar. They've been my mentors and my heroes. So it's really more a part of me and aspect of wanting to tell stories rather than just being a Disney fan because you can spread so much happiness with the company. I love that. I love that because it makes going to the parks more than just, you know, riding the Haunted Mansion. You want to know, like, what's the what's the story? You know, wh why are we transitioning from this to that? Yeah, well, let me ask you that. Okay, so the, the current, this totally just popped into my head. We just had the announcement D23 last week about the, uh, you know, the, hit, uh, the, um, the Hatbox Ghost coming to, to World. You have, you can go see it here. You know, as soon as we wrap, you can just head, you know, walk right through downtown Disney and into Disneyland, and you're set. But for all, you know, everybody down at Walt Disney World, we're getting that uh, it, the Magic Kingdom. What do you say to that? I, I'm just curious. I like to get people's takes. If they bring the Hatbox Ghost and it appears before Madame Leota at the Magic Kingdom, because you are the perfect person, because I think you're detail oriented, you're into Imagineering, I think you're into story. It sounds like. What say you to that, you know, because it would be a great thing to have, I think, either way. But, I mean, there's also a slippery slope there with uh, storytelling. What do you think? Well, I thank you for those notions. I've, I've of my heart. Thank you. <laughs> like, man, for Mike to say that, I'm like, that's like a badge of honor on my chest now. I like yes. it. Um, okay, so I, that's definitely, I feel like a can of worms within the community. Me personally, I love the notion that we don't see any ghosts until Madame Leota has her seance scene because that's like in the movie, the third act is revealed in the second act. So it's like, wait, that doesn't make any sense what's happening. I think it's great that we're having that addition. So awesome. I'm really glad that Walt Disney World can have Hatbox. He sparked, me included, the interest of so many of us with the parks. But I, I feel like he probably should come around the dining room scene or maybe even the labyrinth somehow just yeah yeah I, I, i'm it's to me though even you know is, is somebody who i you know i don't i i totally always say i don't have the answers right i'm just a guy here in missouri that loves going to the parks but i don't have any answers no more than anybody else I don't mind if Walt Disney World is different than Disneyland. Like, I really don't. And people are going to probably, you know, scream at me for this. But I don't mind if we don't have the Hatbox Ghost at Walt Disney World. I'm fine with things being different in different parks. Because I just don't think the parks all need to be the same. I love being able to go one to one park and have an experience there that is different than another park. I don't want them to all be the same experience. And I know some people say, ah, but you might not get to all of them, but that's okay. You know, it, it, it does, just like you said, I mean, you know, we're, we're lamenting the fact that we don't get to have those experiences, but I bet you someday we will somehow make it happen that we'll get overseas to have those experiences. And when we do, it'll make that experience richer than if we got to have them here. Oh, absolutely. And like to, to go on that notion, I love with a passion, this is so dorky, the star tunnel at the Space Mountain mm -hmm. queue in Walt Disney World. That like formed my childhood, the music and everything. If we had that in Disneyland, I almost feel like it would take away some of that specialty of going out to Florida. Because like, okay, we only got the people mover here. We're gonna make the most of it. It just gives it that 
unique experience. That so I, I completely agree. Actually, rock. We could talk about this stuff all night because we are on the <laughs> same wavelength. I use that star tunnel music for this big space shuttle <laughs> project I did with my kids when I taught. They're like, "What is this? It sounds spacey." I'm like, "You need to go to Florida, go ride Space Mountain. You'll you'll get it." Okay, so uh, one other thing, let me ask you. So at Disneyland, if you had to pick one favorite attraction out of DCA Disneyland Park, what what's your favorite out there? It's like asking who's your I favorite know. child. I, I know. It's oh, tough. my gosh. It is tough. Oh, man. Okay, so I want to hear your answer. I think for me, it would probably be the the gold star is Pirates of the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. It's Walt's attraction. It just feels. That's like the quintessential Disneyland attraction. Yeah, my, see, when I went out there, I don't know. I I have so many because again, I'm, I'm still a Disneyland rookie. I've only been there twice in the last year. Um, and I liked all the unique stuff. Like I, I love the Matterhorn. The Matterhorn didn't love me back. Uh, didn't love my back either. I mean, <laughs> whew, that thing is painful, but it's, you know, it's, it's so you can feel that you're riding version one of all of these coasters that you've ridden your whole life. You know, I'm riding version one of, Expedition Everest of rock and roller coaster of all these other coasters that I've ridden since Space Mountain, you know, all these steel coasters and it tells a great story. Uh, but I also love stuff like the storybook canal boats, you know, the quaint things that you get, because I just think that Walt Disney world is so volume oriented because of the size and scope of Walt Disney world. We don't have anything like that. And I still can't believe Disneyland park has something that is so low capacity but it is so amazing. Even the uh, the uh, Casey Jr. train. Like, I love that little stuff. I don't know how you feel about those kind of things in the uh, storybook circus land. But I, I, that it, it's so beautiful, too, just to look at, especially at night. Oh, my gosh. I, we just went on Pinocchio. And I was thinking, like, I love this ride. Because it's just, it's an old school dark ride that makes you remember so much of your childhood. And Fantasyland in particular is so special in Disneyland. It's really a pocket of happiness. It is. Okay, so we could talk, again, we got to get into your trip because I could just sit here and talk to you for two <laughs> hours about all this. But uh, so the trip we're going to talk about happened earlier this year. So tell us about how it came about, again, Disneyland trip. And uh, you guys got to stay at the uh, uh, Grand Californian, which, score. That's awesome. But how did this trip come together? Yeah, man. So we, my family and I, years, we've always dreamt of just being able to step into the Grand Californian and kind of feel like you can call it home. So we saved up and saved up, and we were going to go in January of 2023. We were planning this back in 2022. And we were like, okay, nothing's going to go on in January of 23. It's going to be quiet, the end of the Christmas celebration. So we were like, yeah, let's book that trip, our dream time. And... All of a sudden, Josh Demaro comes out and says, "Hey, everyone, we're having the Disney 100 celebration kicking Ooh. off the day we get there, oh, or our first full day." And we're like, "Well, I guess that was a blessing in disguise because we don't have to try to fight for a room now." Um, yeah, it was our first time ever attend or ever staying at any Disney property in California, so we didn't have the experience of leaving and, and getting on the Harbor Boulevard. And it was just something else. I can understand why people go into debt trying to stay there now. Yeah, it, this, this, you know, Scott, my good buddy here on the show, Grand Californian, he says, is his favorite hotel of any of the Disney hotels. You know, Walt Disney, oh, right here, boom. I mean, speaking of the devil, right here in the chat, 
He says it. <laughs> it's like, man, it's scary. Scott. It's scary that we're on the same wavelength, but he's in the chat listening in. But he's always said Grand California and his favorite resort, any Walt, you know, Walt Disney World, Disneyland, that's his place. And uh, and I got to see why when we were out there for our trip last July. I mean, it's it's amazing to me. It's kind of like a mashup of Wilderness Lodge and uh, Grand Cal uh, Grand uh, Floridian down in Florida, and it's 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 amazing. And the access to DCA and Downtown Disney, um, just just wonderful. So give us give us a review. Was it everything you hoped for? And like, how was the room and the accommodations and stuff like that? Oh man, it was. It was more, and I'm not even saying that. So the second we walked in, I'm a huge movie nerd. I love film. Also, also, I got to say hi to Scott. Scott, <laughs> Scotty G, my Walt Disney World bathroom aficionado, bro. It is good to virtually meet you. Um, so right when we walked into the Grand Californian, there's these massive sliding doors that are automatic. These beautiful stained glass windows. And City of Stars from La La Land is playing on the piano which is by a live pianist. And I'm like, wait a second, this isn't a Disney song. What is this doing here? So that moment, I think I just kind of kicked into high gear of like, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> um, I was just on cloud night. It was my mom and I for a few nights and we, we didn't know what to expect. So we were lucky enough to be able to get onto the, oh yes, some high quality SG ratings. <laughs> <laughs> we were we were able to stay on the top floor and we did not know that there was a terrace that looks over dca and you can see into world of color you can just watch the sunrise um i'd get up every morning at like five and work out at the gym because i was like this is a sweet gym and you can walk by the pool with the acoustic guitar playing also okay so back to dorky stuff they'll play about 15 seconds of hotel california on the loop outside so that again, I was like, this is something amazing. Yes. <laughs> so outstanding. We didn't stay there. We stayed at Disneyland Hotel, which to me, I mean, I don't, I don't usually stay deluxe. So that was fancy. But we went over to Storytellers and had breakfast one morning, all of us, because character breakfast, good food. Scott said, you got to try it. And we did. And he was right. It was wonderful. <laughs> but the most California thing I ever saw and fancy thing I ever saw happened at the Grand Californian. People were doing yoga in the pool on boogie boards. Okay, so they're on like, you know, mini surfboards doing like yoga poses. So, but I mean, they're balancing on these boards in the pool. It was the most wild thing I ever saw because I would have a hard time just staying up on the board and they're doing the, you know, the, I don't even know, I don't do yoga, but the downward dog or whatever. I don't know. But it was the craziest. I'm like, man, I'm totally in California because this is this is like next level yoga. I mean, they're they're on they're on boogie boards or whatever they're called, surfboards. But it, you know, it, it's one of those things though. They embrace the California culture there. You know, it, it is a combo of Disney, but also celebrating Southern California. And I like that. I think you know to that extent. I feel like those people are the avocado toast aficionados. <laughs> yes, they are. And you know, we got to have our water yoga and our avo <laughs> toast uh, with some mimosas and like, wow, you guys are you're living the life down here. That's true. And that's speaking of that, that was my specialty down at Give Kids the World this past weekend when I was uh, serving it up because I was the breakfast burrito or the not burrito. I was the breakfast bowl guy station. And our station was avocado toast. So I made the toast and passed it off to my buddy, 
uh, Aaron, and he threw the, I guess, I think it was just guacamole, though. I don't know. It could have been avocado. It was green. He, he spread it on top. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that was our that was our specialty there. We were fancy, and we were, like, one of the most popular places. I didn't know it was that popular. Avocado toast, man, is hotter than a firecracker at breakfast. I it's I need to try it. I did, I apparently. Okay, so you guys, you guys were down there, obviously, j- towards the end of January. Give us some highlights outside, uh, you know, stay at the Grand Californian. How were the parks? What were some of the experiences you had? Oh, man. So it was it was a crazy time. The day we got in, our good friend Mackenzie, who works at Disneyland, she picked us up and she was like, okay, we're going to go check out some awesome cast member exclusive things that I can bring you along as guests. And we're like, really? So a dream come true. We got to walk into the halls of Imagineering and spend an insane amount of money on Imagineering merchandise. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, it's like, I mean, exact, that's, that's the response. It was like, we got to do this. Um, their courtyard there, I was, I thought I was in heaven. It had the Heimlich Tutu train car yep. sitting outside. Um, some of the popsicle stick benches from It's a Bugs Land, which rest in peace. We miss it. Love Avengers, but really miss Bugs Land. <laughs> And also on that day, she took us to the actual Walt Disney Company Studios in Burbank, which had been a dream of mine. Uh, we got to look at all the various Disney legend handprints, like Johnny Depp, and like I have his hand size, and uh, various little Disney things. And then we were joking, because I was a cast member, she, my friend Mackenzie's a cast member, we were like, how funny would it be if we saw our boss, Bob Iger? And this was right when he came back into office. And lo and behold, we're on the main drive, passing the commissary, and I it was like a weird blackout moment. I turn, and I'm like, who is that man? Who is this? Wait a second. And I think, I, I don't even remember, my mom was like, Alex, like, she was trying to push me, like, go get a picture with him, because she said, hey, Bob, can I have a picture? And she was totally joking, and he was like, yeah, okay. He stopped with his secretary or his assistant, and he was like, yeah, come over. She was pushing me to take a picture. I froze. <laughs> she jumped in. I snapped the picture, and I was like, uh, uh, um, mm, uh thank you, Mr. Iger. Uh, <laughs> and just walked off. And I know he's a, he's a human being. We're all yeah, equals. Yeah, but yeah. it was just that weird, like, okay, can I say, like, I want a million dollars, and a million dollars is just going to yeah, pop up all yeah. of a sudden. But see, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> like you, though. I, see, I, I would see somebody, like, Bob Iger and I'd be too scared to ask for a picture. You know, I'd just, I'd like take a picture of him, like from a distance where I'm not bothering him and just be like, I saw Bob Iger. But see, I'd want a picture. I totally want that because I saw the picture. You sent it to me. It's awesome. But, you know, I, I would be too, yeah, I, I wouldn't, I'd be too scared to ask. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, just, I, I, yeah, exactly. I know. Exactly. But I mean, if you ask, a lot of times these people are fine. They're like, yeah, hop in, let's do this. You know, you never, What's the worst they could say is no, I guess is what they say. I, I don't know. I exactly. need to be more like that. Oh, yeah. I need to be more like your mom. Your mom's got, you know, she's just out there. Do it. Say, she ask. has a tenacity. She's like, I, I don't care if he says no. I'm, like, I'm going to go for it. I'm like, mm, I wish I had that spirit. <laughs> for real. Well, that sounds awesome. It, you know, Pam Forster was actually talking about that because she did some of those things. But, I mean, she had to do Adventures by Disney and spend a lot more money. than And she and she went into the store, too, and bought a ton of stuff. So. Yeah, it apparently is, that's you, you do damage there. Yeah, exactly. They'd be like me at the like if I ever went to Cupertino to the Apple uh, campus and got oh, in there. I know I've heard that's a big pretty circle. big thing too. Exactly the spaceship. <laughs> okay, so what about in the parks over at Disneyland? So what were some of your adventures over there? Maybe some meals, attractions. I know you guys did Mickey and Minnie's. 
How about that? Yeah. Oh man. So that was that was really fun. We were we were blessed enough to be able to do Mickey and Minnie's in May of twenty one in Florida. So we kind of knew what we were getting into in Disneyland. We got to Disneyland on the hundredth anniversary kickoff Friday morning rope drop, and we're like, okay, we're gonna get this virtual queue. We're gonna get the queue and get on. Nothing. So we're like, okay, we're gonna keep our spirits high. We bought the iridescent Mickey Mouse popcorn bucket to wash away our feelings, more mm-hmm. debt. But I was like, hey, this is making us happy. <laughs> and it was this crazy turn of events. We were back at the Grand Californian after a, a really fun day, high-fiving cast members, trying their platinum triple desserts and various fun items from the Jolly Holiday. And uh, I just checked my phone all of a sudden for a virtual queue at around. It was about 7 p.m. We were back at the hotel chilling, and it said, okay, come back at 10.30. You can go on Mickey Minis. I'm like, what? So we raced. There's 30 minutes left of the park being open, and it's just this most beautiful, quiet, somber night. For whatever reason, everyone cleared out, and we got to go on Mickey's, and it was the coolest experience with the queue. For, for listeners that haven't been to Disneyland's Mickey and Minnie, the actual queue for the attraction so the attraction's the same waiting in line though it feels like you're truly in toontown mm-hmm. with the props and the special posters interactive items it is so amazing yeah and it's it's back there you know the whole land back there because i got to go out there for a media special like when they opened the toontown and the, the remodel there and that land is amazing what they've done with it it's uh I mean, it's great if you have any kind of child with sensory issues. There's a lot of quiet spots. There's a lot to do. I mean, there's active areas. There's places where you can have little picnics. There's little, you know, fake grass and you know, hub grass, basically. Uh, it, it's just so well done. I mean, it's a large area where they have different distinct kind of places. And there's a, good snacks back there, too. Little snack stands. But, I mean, you know, e-ticket attraction back there, too. It's pretty sweet. I love that little area. I mean, I didn't, because I didn't think I'd like it. You know, I'm like, ah, I was there by myself, so I'm not going to spend much time back there. I loved it back there. I just want to take my nephew out there sometime and check it out. But uh, so let me let me ask you about some of this other stuff, you guys. One of the things you mentioned here in the email was that you really enjoyed the updated World of Color over at DCA, which I did as well when I went down because they've taken it and kind of revamped the show, added some more of the, the current IP to the show. So what do you think? I, okay, so we were not we were too sure what to expect because you never know with nighttime spectaculars, but it was so surreal being there opening night when World of Color 1 was just kicking off and then the Star Wars theme just blast mm-hmm. off. But there's like representation of the prequel trilogy and we're just like, what? Us fans were finally being satisfied with some Disney Park love. It was one of those moments where you could just feel the entire crowd coming together and enjoying this experience. It was really special. I agree, because you got to hear like the Millennium Falcon fly over, which they did oh, down yeah. at uh, the studios in, in uh, Florida back when they did yes. the Star, uh, Star Wars fireworks. That was one of the most incredible, just the sound system, because the Falcon has that distinct sound, right, of the engines coming over. They did that there, and, you know, over the water, the fun wheel there oh my gosh i love it i love it um what about dining down at disneyland uh any because you mentioned you did the plaza in i believe as part of your uh fireworks package you say kind of a secret hidden trick there i think we actually did that in july yes okay so 
to on the 411 scoop for us Disneyland fans. So we we planned it out. I believe fireworks are kicking off at 8. So we were like, okay, we got to go to the Plaza Inn and pro tip, get the chicken dinner. But instead of having the vegetables, ask for double mash. It's just mm. unless you love veggies, which I do love veggies, but not on vacation. Yeah, I like the way you think. I mean, you're, you're on vacation. Yeah. Double mash beats veggies every time. I'm, I'm with you. Exactly. The little scoop of gravy. And <laughs> yes, of the bell. Yeah. <laughs> My trip is made. My trip is made. Um, but it was it was so cool. So we were like, okay, we're gonna go get dinner at seven, fireworks at eight. Let's scope out this spot that was perfect. There was this opening between some shrubs that you could see the castle while sitting down. And we just slowly ate our dinner for an hour. Cash members will kindly ask you to keep moving on with your next adventure if you're done eating. But we were just like, and our friends came along halfway through. So I was like, okay, let's just hang out here. And it was the coolest thing being able to sit down with some chicken and watch Baymax fly over the castle. It was really surreal. That is cool. So, see, now, the one thing about those fireworks, which I believe they're over at this point, are they? They, they, they are, ended. sadly. Yeah, yeah, they did. Because I got to see them back in March when I went out for that event. Um, but. You could you got a different show. That was so cool about Disneyland. You got a different show wherever you watched it. So I didn't see the Baymax thing because I watched them off of uh, the front of Small World, and it was a different show oh, there. But they had all the projections, you. and it was really cool because the projections actually told a different story on Small World than it did on the castle, which was neat. But I didn't get to see Baymax, so I kind of missed that. Yeah, that is kind of. Hey, no, you're cool. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Hello, everybody. It. Sorry, this is, I thought no, that was a is, window. No, this is, by a door. This is I'm no, a dork. I, dude, no, this is totally <laughs> awesome. I love this. Like, this is on the scene from Disneyland Resort. This is so cool. So, <laughs> some authentic sounds. I, but hey, yes, totally that is so cool. Makes the show. So, give us some more. We got about uh, yeah, seven, eight minutes left. So, tell us some yeah. more highlights from the trip. I, I love hearing just about what happened. Oh my gosh! As well. Okay, so. Uh, I think a, a big thing with us that it's always so fun going over to DCA as well during the 100th anniversary because they'll have little hidden treats. We always stop by Schmoozies because they'll have a fun shake of the celebration or of the month. Uh, going to the Corn Dog Castle also, people say that the Little Red Wagon has the best corn dogs. I respect that, but when you go over to the Corn Dog Castle. It can kind of blow in your mind. I've it heard might that. Just blow your mind. <laughs> See, I, I'm new to it, so I still go to the Red Wagon over on Main Street. You know, right there, uh, hey, the, the end of Main Street. Yeah. I'm still, you know, finding my way. But I've I've also heard that argument. You say over at DCA to grab a corn dog there, so I might have to. See, the problem was last time I was down, it was that California, like uh, it's like their version of the Food and Wine Festival. So, oh, oh yes. man, I had too many options and I had like, they gave us like a free card that had like 10 free options to go through the festival and try things out. Dude, I was like a kid in a candy store. I was so full. <laughs> it was heaven. Did you, this is a sidebar. Did you try the, the Snickers macaroon dessert pastry? No, but I'm, I'm about to book a flight. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was, I had like two, it was too, too many. But it was truly amazing. Oh. And like, what? It was wild. Um, oh, oh, so another really fun, crazy thing that happened was uh, we were walking through Tomorrowland to the hub. And it was after a long day of just fun. And that whole time, I was just joking about, I love Ryan Gosling. He's one of my favorite actors. And I was like, man, what a good to see Ryan here. And we're walking through to the hub. I see a plaid. And in your mind, you're like, oh. 
at Disneyland. There's a plaid. Got to be someone famous. Right, right, money. Right. I wish I could have that that luxury. Uh, but I was like, okay, so who's who's the plaid and who are they with? I saw this gentleman carrying a, a young girl on their shoulders, and I was like, oh, that's nice. Walked closer and closer and closer, and I kid you not, like maybe six inches away from me, we just like passed, and time slows. And I just let out this big gasp. My mom's like, what? And our family's like, what? Did you freak your camera? And I was like, I just walked past Brian Gosling. No way. So See, the trip was just a, a cornerstone of my you, life was made because yeah. it's him. It's literally me. You totally needed to ask for a million bucks. I mean, it was happening. <laughs> like, I mean, that's why he's like, come on now. Like, if you didn't do that, you were doing something wrong. Because the third time, it's like the genie. Uh, I mean, you get three wishes. You had one, two, bam. But one I'll, more. I'll tell you what, though. Like. You mentioned that and my daughter, you know, she's 15 and she, I think she was 14. We were out going out last time. We'd never been to California, you know? And so she was really, you know, all, you know, the, the 14 year old girl, she was all about like, we're going to see the Hollywood side. We're going to where the stars all are. You know, she's really into that. But I mean, you know, I told her like when we go to Disneyland and we were there for a week, right? We stayed at the Disneyland hotel for seven nights. I told her, I mean, you have a decent chance of at least seeing some kind of a Hollywood star at Disneyland. I mean, it, you know, because you always read about it in the, you know, on, online that, you know, somebody took their kids and they're riding the teacups. It's it's usually not at Walt Disney World. It's at Disneyland. So I'm like, I, I told her that exact tip you said. I said, you know, we're from Missouri. We never see famous people. They don't come to St. Louis. But when you see a plaid look around because <laughs> i mean you never know i mean it could be that was exactly what i told her so yeah but i like i told her don't ask me though because i don't know famous people unless they're an athlete <laughs> so that and it was unless they're, and i respect that i'm yeah. i'm like that like i don't know athletes i know movie stars and screenwriters <laughs> and that's about all yeah if it had been a singer you know I, I don't know many singers but uh yeah that's awesome so give, give us a couple more highlights so um over at dca besides the corn dogs like what are you like an Incredicoaster guy or are you more of um, like Soarin'? What's your jam over there? Do you just like to take in the aesthetics? What do you think about the new uh, Pacific Wharf update to San Francisco? What do you think about all that stuff? Man, so we, we've yet to venture over to see San Francisco. I love Big Hero 6, so I was, I was kind of sad to see Pacific Wharf go because I'm, I'm a DCA purist. I love their old idea of having a California theme mm -hmm. theme park in California. So I was like, oh, that's that's a bit of bummer. But I think it looks amazing from what I've seen online. Uh, for attractions, I'd have to say if Thorn Over California isn't up or isn't temporarily running as a special, which I'm really glad Florida can have that opportunity. Yeah, thank you. God, so that great. Would be thank cool. you. Oh. Yes, like, I love man, it. Man, that's awesome. I know. That's a good, that's good. And Test Track's getting redone. Thank you for that. Too. <gasps> yes, with the world of move or yeah, the world of movement, world of motion, motion yeah, re-theme. So, oh. yeah. I'm just, yeah, just give us something a little different over there. That'll be fun. But so a yes. couple of things. So you mentioned the plaza and so in, in the corn dogs, did you make it to like any other special dining locations, either at the downtown Disney or uh, got Blue Bayou? It, any any other places that uh, stood out on this trip? Yeah, so we did do the Blue Bayou, which was really cool. Our our family friends that live in California, they came in and they're like, we've never gone before. So we, okay, we gotta go. But what we found out was really beneficial 
And this is like, okay, so everyone come in close. This okay. is a pro tip. I'm ready. Split meals at Disney parks. Everyone said it. I wasn't a firm believer, but we, we follow that notion. So we split the Monte Cristo, and it was so fun being able to sit with Elvis instrumental music playing with fake shooting stars going over yes. and this big, greasy Monte Cristo. <laughs> and it was so amazing. Um, I think another fun little Disneyland treat hack is, and this is like, I'm pulling this out of my back pocket for you guys because Mike deserves this. I love this. You you gotta go to Maurice's Street in the Princess Fantasyland Square, so it's just adjacent to Sleeping Beauty Castle. If you look up Maurice's Streets, Maurice's Streets on the app, they have the greatest concoction. It's the Boysen Apple Freeze. Blew my mind. Really? And if you ask for whipped cream, it looks like the Matterhorn. So it's like your own Matterhorn macaroon. <laughs> um, they it. also, they used to have the churro gears, which I always thought were better than the actual churros. RIP, they're gone right now. So, you know, life's falling apart. But that's definitely a hidden gem. I'm going back to this right before I get on the plane in January. For, for, yes. Because yes. I'll be running dopey and I'm coming home for like two days getting on the plane so i've burned enough calories where i can eat it all when i hit california it's, oh, it's gonna be awesome no but you're exactly I, mean, I will say though don't try to split my monte cristo and uh <laughs> but that's for that's for the regular people because when i'm at the blue bayou because this is how scott and i ended this we ended our trip as our last meal at disneyland blue bayou we had our monte cristos we had our hurricanes god it was perfect I mean, it, I just loved it in there because of the aesthetics. You got pirates, just good food. I mean, I mean, it was fried ham sandwich, basically. I mean, come on now. You with some jelly. Like that. Oh. The boats drifting by, exactly. the creaking crickets the and frogs. Exactly. I mean, it's you're amazing. In <laughs> it, was, it was wonderful. All right, so we got to wrap, and you got to get real quick, though, before we do. Like, what's on your agenda? Like, what are you hoping to get out of this trip that you're on right now? It's just starting. I mean, I love, like, the beginning of a trip. Everything's in front of you. What are some highlights you have planned for uh, for this trip you're on right now? Oh my goodness! Well, I I just graduated college this April. Congratulations, um, by the way. Thank you very much, sir. Um, I just it was really fun just getting that finished up in life. Uh, I just finished up this fantastic marketing internship in Portland, and this was kind of like the first time to reflect on so much of life and school and not have to worry about school. So this trip we have is actually planned for my cousin's 18th birthday. So we're just going to go all out for her. We have matching shirts. We're going to go. We're going to be the first people to get to Storybook Canal on Friday. Because if you're the first folks there, you can sign a book, a journal. Really? With your John Hancock. Oh, nice. yes. I love just like this. some fun stuff. <laughs> that is all. Hey. Alex, you, we got to do this again. I mean, because you are just, you're, you're a fountain of information, but, but more importantly, you have a passion for, for all this, the Disney parks, just the, the, how we all love Disney. And I just love talking to you about this stuff. So we got to make this happen more than just once every, you know, 10 years. Uh, I just, I, we got to get together, maybe give us a holler on a Sunday night, talk to Scotty G and myself and uh, give us some highlights about this 18th birthday bash that you're on right now but uh don't be a stranger and thanks for taking the time during your trip i mean i know how that time is so valuable thanks for checking in from the disneyland hotel today we really really appreciate it thank you this is i mean it is really a fun dream coming true being able to talk to you and like hey my episode's on here now this is so fun and 
you know, when you get an email from Mike, it's like the bat signal going up <laughs> in Disneyland. Like I have been called to duty, and you push, you postpone anything else. Like no, th- this is taking priority. So I'm looking forward to talking again soon. All right, Alex, go uh, go have a good night in a corn dog from either DCA or uh, Disneyland, wherever you want for me during this trip for me. All right, buddy. Sounds good. Thank you. All right. Don't forget today's show brought to you by the Magic for Less Travel. Check them out for all your Disney trip planning needs. The agents are standing by right now this week over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. That supports us throughout the year. Just one extra click. Beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons who make all these shows possible. Patreon.com slash beourguestpodcast. You can support us for just $5 a month. For all these shows, and you get that bonus show called Mike in the Midwest. It's patreon.com slash be our guest podcast. Give me a follow on the social media at be our guest Mike, Instagram, Twitter, slash X, and threads. I'm over there and join us this Sunday night, seven o'clock Eastern, six o'clock Central, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Scotty G and myself will be taking your calls. The BOGP open line will be open for you again Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central. We're talking Disney with you. All right, time to get out of here and let's get on with your week. Thanks so much for hanging out with us at the Disneyland Hotel. How cool was that with Alex? And until we get together again on Wednesday for more of your listener questions, I'm Mike. You guys have a great week. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.